So, um, hello everyone. Uh, welcome to the It's Always Funny podcast, uh, the podcast that is so much better now that I'm running it. I'm Phil. I'm Matt. And I'm Nick. Um, okay. So, uh, I never liked all that, uh, bullcrap that Matt used to ramble on about the beginning of every episode. So we're just going to get right into it. Um, Phil, what's funny? Uh, so today, um, let me pull this up real quick. Um, yeah, so, uh, today we're going to talk about, uh, TikTokers back in the, in the news and, um, uh, Nick, are you on your phone right now? No, I'm listening. TikTokers, that's what this is all about, right? I fully support it. Um, okay, that's, uh, that's what I thought. Um, <clears throat> so anyway, um, these TikTokers, why, um, Matt, are you on your phone now too? Yeah, I'm watching clips of It's Always Sunny on my phone. Um, it's better Matt, than that. Uh, how about we stay focused here? Um, I mean, this is why our podcast is failing. You never, you never do any work. No. Um, okay. Uh, I don't think Zoom's letting me share my screen. Um, I don't know I how to. Know. I don't know how to fix. Are you guys? What's so funny? What are you guys up to? What are you guys doing? What, why are you guys laughing? Well, I'm trying to run a show here. <laughs> Um, check your phone we sent <laughs> we sent a screenshot Nick's been recording your miserable attempts at hosting <laughs> he sent the video to your crush and told her you host a cringy podcast she, your ex-girlfriend responded that you're lame and she has tiktok old news and then you should get a life you may have put yourself Damn. at S tier Phil for the podcast but you're still F tier at life What a punchline. Hello, everyone. Welcome to It's Always Funny on our podcast, the podcast where we're working with a power-hungry nymphomaniac. I'm Matt. I'm Bill. And I'm Nick. Right. And uh, you can watch us, well, as you're well aware if you're watching us, on YouTube, or you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor Breaker, Pocket Cast, Overcast, Radio Public, and Bullhorn. We're available on all of those. Also, make sure to follow us on social media. Instagram at It's Always Funny Podcast. Twitter at Always Underscore Funny Pod. And TikTok at It's Always Funny Podcast. All right, let's uh, let's jump into it. Phil, what's funny? Uh, nothing. Well, Phil, I have something funny. Yeah, I guess S tier stands for stupid. Nick, what's what, your funny? Yeah. What, are you, what are you guys talking about? Come on. It, it's the it's like our catchphrase, you know. What's funny? Nothing. Right? Wait a minute. You bashed the catchphrase privately in our group chat, Phil. I'm just relinquishing you of your duties. <laughs> Switching right. up the roles you, this week. You do what you do. Whatever you want this but, month. Uh, I don't know. It's March seventh. Who knows when this will come out? <laughs> yeah. Who knows? <laughs> Last yeah. one we filmed in January came out end of February. No, <laughs> March first, actually. All right. Sorry, Nick. What's what's your funny story for us? Yeah, what's so funny, Nick? Okay, so in my programming class, we basically had a project that's, I guess, technically due tomorrow um, on March 8th. But um, basically, the TAs on the original um, like class syllabus put that it's due March 8th. And then basically... 
they actually made the group the due date on Gradescope March 10th. So everybody was just following the due date on Gradescope, even though everyone everywhere else it says the project is due on March 8th, especially on the class website. So then they realized that it was wrong, like like four or five days ago, and then they changed it. So then a bunch of kids in the group me like started complaining and they were like, oh my God, they're like, I don't have any time to do this project. And then someone made a Piazza post. So on Piazza, you can like ask questions anonymously to TAs and you can make posts like asking for help or whatever. And then this kid put a post basically ranting about how the due date was changed to be two days earlier than it said on Gradescope, even though the original due date was March 8th. And he was saying like he had no time to do the project because he didn't start it. Well, so somebody else anonymously posted, TBH, I think the project is actually pretty easy. And if you struggle with this project, you're going to struggle with the rest of the class. So then I was like, damn, this kid like really just oh. flamed him anonymously. And then someone screenshotted this kid's comment on Piazza and sent it to the group me. And all these kids were, were like, were some, he, someone typed, uh, don't be this guy. <laughs> And then everybody liked it. And I was like, he's not wrong. And I'm like, the project was not hard. I said, it only, like, if you just, like, started it early, like, you could finish it and get 100 oh. on it. And oh, I was Nick, like, watch out. They're coming, like, the group bro, just like, coming for you now. I'm like, like, this is project two. I'm like, there's seven projects. Like, it only <laughs> gets harder. If you think two is hard, it's how are you going to do the rest of the projects? Well, but, I, yeah. think it's, I think it's more the last minute thing, though. I, 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 I hate those projects that are like the teachers write the wrong date and they're like, well, it's you're responsible. Well, if you wrote the wrong date. It's just funny because on the class website, it specifically says March 8th. And that's what you're supposed to check for all for everything. Okay. Gradescope is just the actual place where you submit. So the fact that they were relying on Gradescope and not the class website and other resources is uh, where they're supposed to be looking is to me is not really a thing like also they changed yeah. it f like five or six days before the project was due so i mean oh, you so had plenty of time. of time i mean i guess people have midterms but like there was plenty of time it, it, it was released like two or three weeks ago like you had plenty of time to do it yeah i think the guy in, who responded in the group chat saying uh don't be this guy that was the guy he's trying to cover his ass oh, he's like shoot they're, the mob's out theory. to get me let me uh well, the class. That's my theory. That was the same guy. So you, you know, you got that's, your. That's guy. that's how you play both sides. Exactly. That's Effectively. You, there it is. You post anonymously you can, and then uh, you text in the group chat. See, he did it right. You know, he didn't tell anyone he's playing both sides. My favorite are the people who don't post anonymously because I'm like, you guys have like, like you guys, you know, you guys have real balls. Like you're not afraid to like show your name on a Piazza post asking a question. Like you're not scared and you're going to hide behind your cowardly little anonymous Helix name on Piazza when it comes up because you're afraid of being judged if you ask like a dumb question or something. Yeah, we do live uh, in a world where you get ridiculed for asking stupid questions. That's another that, that's like that's the failure of the school system is that people are afraid yeah. to ask questions. That is the real failure of the school system. But people on Zoom in these big lectures that uh, they can turn their camera off. They're they all of a sudden not afraid to ask stupid questions and you, get like you guys have this pretty experience? heated in the comments. Oh, that's yeah. what's funny. So actually, I was working on a group project with um, some people uh, for this this other class I'm in. And basically, we were talking about like how because it's a bioethics class, we have to like argue during the discussion or whatever. And it's like a 20 person like Zoom meeting for discussion. Well, anyway, it's funny because I said, uh, so do you guys ever feel like your words have way more weight on Zoom than they did when you were in person? I was like, because you feel like you're silently being judged by all the black screens in the discussion because a lot of people turn on their cameras for it. So it was really funny. And then I was making a joke. I was just like, yeah, I was like, you know, I'm basically judging you right now, you know, because you're trying to type while sharing your screen. But now watch this. And I turned off my camera and I started like talking shit. I'm like, yeah, you feel more self-conscious, don't you? It's like you feel like you're being judged and you have no idea what I'm thinking because I'm behind the black screen. Look how I just shifted the power dynamic in our Zoom call just by turning off my camera wow nick has the power now phil just did it in ours you won't be able to see that uh wow <laughs> nick has the power he just completely pulled an s tier on phil 
Um, I mean, just think about it, right? Like, it's so easy to just, like, show people that you're better than them by just turning off your camera and then talking shit because they can never see you or talk shit back because you're just a black screen on a stupid-ass Zoom call. Yeah. I'm yeah. judging you guys both right now, and um, <laughs> this podcast sucks, um, and Matt's got to go. I said it. Matt's got to go. I'll say it again. Matt's got to go. Yeah, I'm, I'm what's wrong with this podcast. Good hiding, you coward. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it's kind of funny and like how people just like these keyboard warriors, these keyboard black keyboard screen warriors, warriors uh, fight the good fight only when their dude, black screen is turned dude, on. fight in the, your Zoom chats? Dude, people were arguing in the bioethics class. That's um, so funny. Everybody just like sits around and like just, just spouts their opinion for no reason. <laughs> no one so agrees funny. with anybody. And then just like yeah. we get to – and then my professor I, just randomly tells you that stuff they were talking about was just like actually turns out this policy would turns out to be illegal. And then people just feel weird after the, after the last two minutes of class. And everybody that's leaves. That's so funny. It's so yeah. bad. It's, that it's doesn't happen they're on at, a podcast. That doesn't well, happen for me. I don't know. No one... like a toxic podcast where like two – yeah powers keep trying to kill one another secretly with their words and then another guy is just sitting there words. with his uh north face shirt on and I just chillax and being <laughs> like oh i'm enjoying myself <laughs> and then he kind of gets yeah. in on it too and then the one guy in the flyer's shirt kind of just like sits there and is like i'll let this play out <laughs> yeah um, yeah that, that is Perfectly interesting like, uh, no people definitely get into kind i mean in a lot of my classes i'm in some smaller classes just because mm -hmm. they're kind of higher up um and like kids don't like talk and like no one puts on their videos so like sucks to the mm -hmm. teachers and I, I give it to the teachers a lot of credit that they have to deal with the fact that no one's putting on their screen um because that that's, i guess i mean that that's hard to do we where you're just be, we should have just to teaching no i don't think you should have to but i I, I appreciate but yeah, it's hard to do because I mean you're just teaching to a bunch of blank faces and teachers I mean they rely on so many social cues I mean, kind of like actors where it's like they yeah. have to be able to read or, and comedians where they have to be able to read a room and like tell how people are react, responding to stuff I mean they can't because no one knows yeah. they, all they get are a blank question and that's my problem with texting is like you never know how to read it like you don't know if someone's actually angry or if they're just being sarcastic 99% of the time I am being sarcastic. 99% of, of the time I text you, I'm angry. But you exactly. don't know. Like, but I have to text back like, oh, I don't like, are you angry, Phil? Or I'm always angry at you. Wow. You're the incredible Hulk. Uh, incredible. Yeah. I Philo guess. or whatever. Um, good to know. All right. Uh, anything else regarding that or let's move on to uh, something that's really topical um really important that we should be discussing in this world and that's did the golden globes happen yet i think so i don't really know yeah i don't know either i think i saw a commercial that like amy adams and tina fey were like and i'm not i'm not being sarcastic amy well maybe i am a bit but yes amy poehler thank you i, I say amy adams i was watching batman versus yeah. the other night so I was thinking about Amy Adams. She's not one. Uh, and Tina Fey, they were just, uh, they hosted the 2021 Golden Globes. Um, don't think I watched. Don't think anyone watched. <laughs> um, viewership was at an all-time high for COVID, I'm sure. When really that's like an all-time low for everywhere else. Um, yeah, uh, not much to be said about that. I saw that Chadwick Boseman won. That's very honorable and i saw that uh Annie taylor joy won and queen's gambit won i like both of those as any longtime listener would know did Good you talk them. about yeah I, I, pl before? I plugged the queen's gambit before i was like watching oh Netflix. that's right that's that great. was a few episodes if this is your first time listening you wouldn't know that but welcome I, i'm a big Annie taylor joy fan i made phil watch the uh m night Shyamalan movies uh matt did you watch the queen's gambit I did. I love the Queen's Gambit. I'm a big chess fan, so I enjoyed that. And I'm a big onion. Good, are you good now. at chess? You're a good chess guy. I'm decent. Like you I, know how to use people as pawns. Is that what you're saying? Bill, you know how to use your friendships as pawns. Wow. 
I love how it just turns Matt into a manipulative bitch in two seconds. Come on, Bill. Am I wrong, Nick? Come on, Nick. Support me on this one. I'm sorry, Phil. But yes, I take his neutral stance. God damn it, Nick. I'm going to take my neutral stance and say that you guys are both <laughs> in the wrong. Nick is the queen of this podcast. In terms yeah. of uh, pieces on a chessboard. Phil's like a pawn. A bishop. Bishop? King's bishop oh, and you. I'm the king. You know? I'll take it. Michael's like a rook. Chris is like a knight. Sounds good. Sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so Golden Globes, not much more to be said about that other than like it exists. Um, I don't really there care. There was a controversy, but I, I don't care enough about the Golden um, Globes. Yeah, I don't I think don't... anyone should. No, I think it's a bunch of higher ups. Um, what if we all awarding themselves? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what if we all collectively just stopped watching these award shows? Like, well, Every year went. we complain about them. We have the same complaints about these award shows. What if we yeah. all just like stopped caring and stopped watching? We well, there, have there's the enough power. people that do care though, which is unfortunate. I well, think. don't care what other people say. Also, call your mom and your dad. They're worried about you. <laughs> Honestly, the award shows are just they're just places where they can give people who already are basically winning awards by selling tons of albums just another award. I don't understand. Like, they get a platinum award if their album goes platinum. Like, why do they need an award that says, like, yeah. good job? I don't get an award for waking out of, for getting out of bed today. Especially during COVID, you know? I want a platinum award for, wow, way to make your bed today. Thank you. I I yeah, tried obviously I, I, I wouldn't win that award yeah my bed nick. is not made <laughs> and yeah nick too i mean I come just, on nick it i mean happens. come on let's be real you're here. a mess what i literally get doing? out of bed and i just turn on my computer grab breakfast in five minutes and then hop on class okay so i respect that yeah that's yeah that's what you gotta do in these 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 trying unprecedented times. If I hear unprecedented times in these emails that they send every month, one more time, I'm going to lose it. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to lose after it. Going Fauci. I, I, like, you I'll give go. a bad name to the Italian-American. <laughs> I don't want to hear the words unprecedented times in another school email ever again. I'm so sick of it. Yeah. Acting as if we're all in this together. Yeah. Oh, Meanwhile, not. these Hollywood elites the are awarding themselves. Meanwhile, these yeah, Hollywood exactly. elites are awarding themselves for being they can all get artistic and, big... and so great. It's the same thing with the uh, the Grammys. Yeah. Hey, Matt, hey, they offer brain stimulation through their medium of Netflix or whatever streaming service they're uh, making shows for. I think Netflix just got into the award ceremonies game though like in the past like two or three years it, it, it's not new and i think it was that movie roma mm. but marriage yeah, you story some, you oh yeah right that Last was year, a good that was for, a good yeah it's an interesting one um nick you wanted to discuss the grammys and your hatred for the weekend getting snubbed <laughs> I, yeah i think grammys are a little bullshit a little they are bullshit. Awards ceremonies? <laughs> Awards ceremonies? Or... What? Wow. What? what a coincidence. Oh my god. Staying on brand. Could have never guessed. Well, anyway, the Grammys is like the award ceremony that I was hoping would be like like the actual, like like a good award ceremony where they would actually pick the best artists, but no. The people they have listened to the music like are dumb. And don't even listen to it in the first place. But anyway, besides the point, The Weeknd literally had, like, chart-topping singles all of last year. Like, a sick album. And then mm-hmm. literally just got snubbed. Was that after hours? Did he, did he yeah, not win hours. anything? Dude, he didn't get any, like, no, nominations. Like, anything? I was... Yeah, Man, his songs like... were so, like, played on the rate. Like, so, many yeah. play, so much playtime. You would think Same that... Same with Riz Ahmed and these Golden Globes. I think I listened to someone talk about that i don't know 
I mean, love him or hate him, like his his songs were like I guess objectively good, and they were played on the radio. I mean, he had top five singles all year, so like I wouldn't, I wouldn't like expect him to get snubbed of a Grammy. I mean, like, I guess they did nominate some of the good artists from this year. I mean, not that there was a ton of music post-COVID. I mean, like, I would say, like, um, like Dua Lipa was, was a good nomination. But, like, it just felt like a lot of the artists that I saw that got nominated were, like, albums, like, I wouldn't have considered to be, like, some of, like, it, it didn't feel like it was based on um, the fact that the albums were popular this year. And then Justin Bieber is just a little bitch. I mean, come on, dude. He he wanted to basically he wanted to get nominated for best for R and B album of the year, but instead he got pop album, and he was upset because he said it was an R and B project. But the only explanation for That's why it was an R and B project was because of he said the drums were R and B. I was like, you're is that crazy. Intentions or what was his? Yeah, that was the that was changed. That's a pop album. It's a pop album. I, I, actually li- I don't listen to music. I listen to a few of his songs because they're catchy. And catchy means it's probably pop. Yeah. <laughs> same with The Weeknd. I was like, you're not in the same class of people as Victoria Monet or Weeknd or any of them. Like, you're a pop musician and will always be a pop musician. Yeah. I think you were texting yeah. in like the, the group chat yesterday. Like, he will never not be. He'll never get out of being a pop musician, so stop trying. He can't. He locked him in. He the only person who seems to be able to break that is like Taylor. And even then, what she'll make would be considered pop because it gets played on the radio every time. Yeah, unless she goes back to like her country roots. Country roots. Well, hey, she's re-recording well, everything. Yeah, well, all the folk music. All the folk music that? that came out this year was oh, we was different the than show. the pop music she used to write. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What what's the difference between like Taylor's version and like the radio version? I had a discussion with someone. We were both like, I can't tell what's different. I think it was like one like the new releases that she's coming yeah. out with. The one that well, says, what like, happened was her old uh, producer, someone Scooter Braun, like stole all of her music. So every time you listen to a Taylor Swift song, he gets all of the money and she gets nothing. So she's basically just re-recording everything. Yeah, she got locked. Then- to- she got locked in a record deal and she got screwed. And um, they basically like, she just wants release from the record company that she's yeah. attached to. He so. won't give her back her song. So she's just re-recording. I don't know if there's like a lot of difference between the, the new recordings no, and the old the, ones. They're the same. They're one. the exact same, right? Yeah. I think she just has to re-record it in order to own that, own those recordings. Cause she doesn't own her old recordings. That's yeah, she, the story. She might just be remastering it. Like, cause she probably owns the tapes. Like, or she probably has the tapes. No, she's... she she doesn't own. That's the problem. No, she, she doesn't own it, but she has the tapes. So she's just remastering it and then reselling it under her name. Not that anybody's yeah, gonna buy 1989. Like you know what? Five years later, but well, she'll put it on like Spotify and stuff. Every, yeah. every one of those listens goes to. Oh, true. Yeah. She's so big. I yeah. know Spotify doesn't pay their artists, but since she's so big, it it. I think she's Spotify one. Of, does. I think she's one of those few people who actually does get money. Just because she's so Cause big, because of the so the volume of yeah. listens. Yeah, she's up there with like it's always funny on our podcast, like most listened to. Yeah, definitely. Well, I think that... we're up on the charts. Well, what yeah, happened? I mean, we like... we're, we're the best podcast. We had around. a commanding I mean, like thirty views one week. We got and, like, that was that was chart that was chart topping for us. Matt, do you want to talk about how we got snubbed? Yeah, uh, I do. I was researching this yesterday because. I realized we needed topics for this podcast and I looked up, uh, you know, like podcast words. Cause I, I looked up the, uh, golden Globes Cause I was like, Oh yeah, those actually happened. Um, how the hell were we not nominated for an Ambi? Uh, so for those of you who are not familiar with what an Ambi is, it's the podcast awards. They're called Ambies. Um, I have no, this podcast Academy which is the membership council that chooses who, uh, you know, the best podcast of the year is the most inspirational, um, thought-provoking podcast because, you know, it takes a lot of guts for people to speak, like you were saying, Nick, with uh, behind a screen about different issues and then putting their voices out there. And yeah, I'm uh, pretty livid because we were not nominated for best comedy podcast. We lost out to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. Culture Kings, Don't Ask Tig, 
uh, groceries. How did this get made? More like how did that get nominated? Uh, the Breakfast Club and Freedom. And then there's a bunch of other stuff like Hillary Clinton got mm. nominated for like best like voice or something. Uh, she has an awful mm. voice. Hate awful hates freedom. Again, Conan O'Brien just awarding him for everything again. But yeah, what I, is this? I'm looking at the these these uh nominations. Dying this for Dying the... for Sex is the best podcast of the year. Uh, excuse me. What is Dying no. for Sex? Uh, don't know. Don't care. Uh, what are the all, Happiness what are all Lab? These? That might actually be nice. It, it's a bunch of obscure podcasts that you've. N- didn't even know existed because didn't even it's, know there were it's kind of like it's kind of like the dude there's so many podcasts it's kind of like the academy awards where like if it's mainstream no unless it's mm-hmm. a conan o'brien or someone where it's well, like if it's mainstream they're not being nominated but yeah why are all these big time celebrities making podcasts? yeah and this do is they the not same thing they're all nominated for the best voice like what you're just awarding people <laughs> for being famous. It's the same problem. Ambies, get this? your together. It says, <laughs> when host Nikki Boyer's best friend Molly is diagnosed with stage four breast cancer, she decides to do something bold. She leaves an unhappy marriage and embarks on a series of sexual adventures to feel alive. That's what it's about. And this is this like awarded? fictional? It's a podcast? I- yeah, it's it sounds like a story, not a podcast. That's the thing. Podcasts, uh, according to the Ambies, podcasts are like audio stories. So it's like audio storytellers. Um, uh, no. Yeah. Podcasts are meant to be best news, knowledge, science, and tech coming together, history, joking around. You know, trying to that's a podcast. Potentially shift power dynamics. It's like Game of Thrones, but real life. Sure, yeah, that's slaughter us. people on best the podcast fiction. Best to give fiction. people the real taste of what it's going on. Entertainment. Are we not entertaining for you? Oh, the office lady's got I mean good for Jenna Fisher and a- Angela Martin. My bad. I think uh, that's her character docu- name. That's not her real last name. Uh then it, well her real name's Angela. Yeah, we'll just leave it at that. That's all they Angela, have whatever. left, you know. It's just the office podcast. I was gonna say, what has yeah, Jenna Fisher no. been in? Can I just say today's actually over. your birthday? Today's actually your birthday. Happy well, happy belated birthday. birthday when this comes out, <laughs> Jenna Fisher. The office fans have been pissing me off recently. Office fans in general have been—they're just too obsessed. Everyone. It's like grow up, watch something else. Graduate. See, Phil, you're, you've Graduate now transitioned now that you've watched Sunny. You now no, understand. I've graduated there's better things before, out there. though. Like that's true. Because I'm a South Park fan, I was like, the office yeah, is kind no, of that's vanilla true. to me. That's true. I'm not gonna lie. After I watched this, after I watched The Office sophomore year, and you guys were like talking about it junior senior year, I'm like, you guys haven't outgrown this yet. I'm like, look, it was good when I watched it, but now that it's over, like, I'm not gonna rewatch it. Like, it's like, still good. I'll watch it. I but only talked like, about it because I think obsessed. like, I think the only reason I talked about it was like because like Greg watched it all the time. And I just Greg understand like like once you watch something like to me like going back to watch it like sure it's funny again, but like it's never gonna be as funny as the first time, and to me it's just diminishing returns all the way. I'd rather watch something new that I haven't seen before than consistently watch something over and over again that I've already seen because the same lines aren't funny anymore after the first time. Uh, I can't agree with that just because yeah. I watch Sunny reruns like all the time. And that show, <laughs> I mean, that show still holds up. You can watch that show like 20 times and that episode still holds up. I know the line not, is coming. The delivery I'm, is genius with that show. I'm not saying the office doesn't hold up like i still like it it's still good but it's just like these fans are so obsessed and the fact that there's a podcast solely dedicated to talking about recording every episode and it, the podcast is still going on is like i don't know these Meanwhile, office Steve fans need to, has been need to chill. really good in the uh his new the new show um what's it called the morning it's show plus. on apple oh. podcast yeah uh, apple plus you mean apple, apple... Apple TV. T- Apple TV, TV plus. TV plus. Apple, yeah, t- Apple TV plus. <laughs> because we have to put the Disney brand on it. Well, doesn't uh what's his face? The guy who played uh Brian whomever, the guy who played uh Brian whoever, the guy who played uh Kevin on The Office, he has his own podcast where like he talks about what happened behind the scenes, like the the, uh, the office he has one pretty too? successful. Yeah. Oh 
I think Man, with see these fans, these office fans, he does he does like a behind the scenes like in depth as to how it got made and stuff. And I think okay. because I think because the office famously, for those who don't know, hired a bunch of writers to be the actors on it. Like that's how Phyllis, mm-hmm. that's how uh, B.J. Novak as Ryan and uh, um, Mindy Kaling, Mindy Kaling as Kelly, were all put on there. And then I think, um, yeah, and I, I but I think. Uh, the office ladies just talk about like each episode like, they just yeah. like do like behind the scenes like each like go through each episode or something. i don't know i don't listen to either so i cannot speak to it fully that's my take Hot you guys know rain wilson was in pog champs three he was in a che- he was in the twitch chess tournament was and he? i think he's yeah i don't know if he won but he was in the playoffs he was like semifinals or something yeah, he, he I don't strikes know. me as a guy who'd probably be good at chess. I don't know how he got involved, but every they they like post an ad and they're like, "Yeah, Rain Wilson is in Pog Champs three. And I was like, <laughs> "Oh, I'm like that's pretty interesting." I don't picture Rain with all the top Twitch streamers playing chess, but it was mm. pretty fun to watch. It's kind of funny. Do you oh. think they'll do an 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 office uh Reboot? Like reunion or spinoff? They'll do a reunion at some point because and it'll be like the Fresh Prince where it's just them sitting around talking and then everyone will be like, oh, they got together. Wow. Let's spend millions of dollars watching this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> where Will Smith gets all the money anyway. <laughs> where else? He's not even part of the show. He still gets it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it all goes to fund Will Smith. I mean, he, someone has to. He's making so many bad movies. Yeah. He was doesn't Bright, have a hit since. Someone's like, got to help. Him was out. Bright even a good movie or no? No, I think like his last, like Aladdin was successful, but I think like his last, like critically acclaimed movie was like probably Men in Black because he turns down so many big roles. He turned down The Matrix. He turned down uh, turn Django down? Unchained or Let's Django be right Unchained. I don't think right. The Matrix would have been a good if it wasn't Keanu Reeves. We all know that. We say that now in a Keanu world. I don't know. I feel like you can make that that argument. Yeah, Keanu's yeah, probably... just a good actor. No, he he actually is an amazing actor. But I think that John Wick <laughs> really helped his brand. Oh, true. Yeah. Uh, John Wick. Saying. John Wick's what made him like as popular now and as relevant now as he is. And I'm not complaining. I I, I appreciate it. Watching <laughs> him do his behind the scenes for Toy Story Four is so funny. Or like he's making all the gestures as he says stuff. It's very entertaining. Oh, but I had something that I wanted to bring up about this, but I just can't remember. All right. Well, moving on to art. The Patrick Star oh, Show. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking apparently... of speaking of spinoffs. Yes. Yeah. Spinoff for this. We you got missed my uh, my segue. <laughs> I gave one to you. No. I had something else that I need to say about that, but I can't remember. I'll come back. To, I'll circle back to it. You oh, did, right. though, but I feel that we were still talking about it. Yet, see, Phil, the art of the segue is you have to be able to read the room and when the conversation is dying. Our conversation was still stimulated. It was, it was a, dying it was aroused, when you couldn't remember you what you say. were going to say. Oh, it was a, oh, I see what you're saying. Why are we yeah. speaking I see what you're old saying English that. tongues? God. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, the Patrick Star Show. I don't know much about it. I think originally we, when we talked about this before, um, it was about like it was supposed to be like a talk show, where it's like Patrick. And what I looked up, it's like it's bringing in more starfish characters because the only time you ever saw someone who wasn't Patrick was when his sister Samantha showed up that smoke show, uh, uh, Patricia, when. <laughs> When they dressed Patrick as the girl and like his Squidward and Mr. Krabs fell for it and like were trying to date him. Um, <laughs> you forget that show was so funny. Um, <laughs> it really was. Uh, who else did you have? You had, uh, oh, and then you had his parents who he spent an entire day with, but they weren't even his parents <laughs> and they forgot that they didn't have kids. Yeah, so I think it's like trying to like more explore like who Patrick is, but also be like a talk show. I don't know. I didn't really have, I didn't really care enough to look it up. Like I always saw SpongeBob as like, it's not even a, it's just called SpongeBob, but it's also about the other characters. And I mean, that was the joy of yeah. me, at least early slash mid SpongeBob. 
because you could you could do yeah you could do a whole episode i mean some of the later ones are also good but it's like you could do a whole episode about like a squidward or a mr krabs or even a patrick and then when it was spongebob you had the supporting cast then i mean the best episodes in my opinion were always like the spongebob and patrick just hanging out being funny and the mermaid man and barnacle boy yes those were good ones it's always the uh yeah i don't know why this was a greenlit um it's a shame yeah uh truly ruin the brand yeah, why do they have to milk the brand for every single ounce of money that it has? I mean, I know that SpongeBob's a cash cow, but eventually you have to start making new stuff. Yeah, Drake, like a Drake and Josh reunion or something. <laughs> That's what we need. You mean Josh and Campania? <laughs> yeah, Josh, uh, Drake, Campania, and Josh Peck. Uh, if you don't get that joke, Campania is bell in spanish and drake bell legally changed his name to drake campania because his brand <laughs> because his band is very successful in, in latin america mexico. but not the u.s yeah so he's like actually moved to mexico and does <laughs> and he changed and sings, his name and he changed his name to drake campania <laughs> it whatever all whatever downhill. it takes that's a man whatever committed to his fans it all went downhill until uh, Josh, or it all started when Josh Peck didn't invite him to his wedding. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I actually just remembered what I wanted to bring up earlier. The uh... We can circle back. I was going to Go say ahead. also, Miranda Cosgrove, uh, I found out she like tried to start her career other than after iCarly. And um, basically, like she was in some pilots for some like more grown up style like sitcoms, but like they never took off. So her yeah, career is kind of done. And then Sam. Mm. Um, Jeanette McGurk. She came out and made a statement recently. Yeah, she said, I'm yeah. not coming back to iCarly for the reunion. So, because she like directs um, smaller movies and stuff. Apparently she's like, yeah. she's had some pretty good stuff. So. Oh, nice for her. And then you got, uh, who played Spencer? Oh, uh, uh, <laughs> crap. What's his name? Uh, Jerry Trainer. Yeah. Jerry Trainer, And he just exists in the world. As a what's he up to? What happened to Tough Puppy? I remember, and then he yeah, was, he did a bunch of like oh, yeah. mixed stuff, and then he just like dropped off the face of. I don't know what he does now. These like B C list celebrities, like when they like when their career is over, like what do they do? Do they have enough money to sustain, or are they working an office job right now? They're probably working an office, and you'd be surprised. There are a lot of like actual actors who just like do work regular jobs. Uh, the kid yeah. from Two and a Half Men. He now works like mm-hmm. as a businessman in Chicago, and you well, would have just never known. Yeah, I guess I mean, but he's a he was a kid, right? He two and a half men ended when he was like in his twenties. Oh, then yeah, I guess he just didn't want it anymore. What is Nathan yeah. Crest doing now? That's the other interesting thing. Uh, I Carly. <laughs> Did his career just fall <laughs> off too? Gonna... He, I saw him in like a Me few so. things, but yeah, he, he does a bunch of smaller time things. I think he has a kid or something now. I think he's married um I carly what a show do you know that uh randall show. park wasn't that the internet now loves randall park which is ironic because like he's not on social media anymore <laughs> and he was in the office and that's what i wanted to bring up about the office mm. that like that's the one immortal thing about the office now is that randall park was in it and he's just america loves him james spader was in it <laughs> james spader oh, was in iCarly. No, not no the the office. Oh, the I mean. office. I was gonna it's say so they funny. got James Spader for because I only see James Spader as like the guy from the Blacklist, but like yeah, that. But or... then he's on. He was Robert California. Yeah, I was like, this is such the a Lizard James King Spader role. That, that that was a weird character that they introduced to replace Michael. Yeah, but it's it, such a. See, it's that's just... when it didn't work. Season eight was by far my least favorite season. You guys yeah, didn't like D'Angelo. Mm-hmm. D'Angelo, there's a reason they cut him after like two episodes. Yeah, it's Will Ferrell. Yeah, it's just Will Ferrell being annoying. Will Ferrell. We know how you guys feel feel about Will Ferrell. Dude, like he was, he wasn't even that funny. And like I watched old school, and he wasn't even that funny in old school. Like, I but think his performance a, was funnier than it was in The Office. I think it was funnier than his performance in The Office. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, classic. 
it was just like every Will Ferrell role is like basically the same, just like morphed into a different setting. But it's always the same role of some like some wacky dude who just like says random shit. Like mm-hmm. it's like he only belongs yeah, in a movie with Kevin Hart, and like that's it. Yeah, <laughs> Kevin Hart feels like that with a lot of people, where it's like he can only do buddy movies. Yeah, it's like Kevin Hart in a new like weird shooting comedy movie. How many ways can we do this over and over again? Yeah, it's it's odd. It's, Grudge uh, match, but get hey, hard. <laughs> that's what art is. Yeah, it's very artistic. Yeah. It also just feels like if if you were an actor in a movie, uh, like or in any kid show from like 2007 to 2012, you like just didn't have a career after it was over, like Victoria Justice and like anybody on. He was in some shows. Ariana Grande. Yeah, but she made it as a a singer. She's the exception. Yeah, I mean that's how it is with a lot of kid art. I mean, I think we saw kind of a. Well, we didn't see because we weren't born yet. But like they're <laughs> the exception of like the Mouseketeers with Justin Timberlake and all of them. Like, that was like a once in a lifetime mm-hmm. thing. But yeah, so transitioning now because Nick blew my transition. Yeah, uh, come on, Nick. We have a new segment that Phil would like to do. It's called Is This Art? Where yeah, Phil, gonna... based on a meme we put out on Twitter, Phil... Instead of talking about what's funny, he will talk about what's artistic. Well, yeah, we're gonna try this new segment out. If it doesn't work, we'll we'll see. It won't. But <laughs> I'll make sure it doesn't. As Matt said, this segment is is this art where we're going to look at performative and modern art pieces, and we're going to debate whether it is art or not. So to start off, just you know, this is the first time we're doing this. I'm gonna do something easy. The Huffington Post has curated a list of uh, good source of news. Yeah, a great news source has curated a list of uh, performative art pieces. And I was reading through this article. The funny thing is, um, a lot of the pictures of the performances have been removed because they're so like provocative. Yeah, artistic. So, you can see yeah. the pain of the artiste really in his work pain. or her. So this is performance art. So um, basically the artist um, does an action that they consider art. I don't get it, but let's, let's, let's start. Um, let's start at the top. This is um, Vito uh, Acconci's Seedbed where this artist Vito Acconci, he set up an exhibit and then um, hid under like a ramp or like the floorboards and masturbated to people walking above him. That's, that's the piece right there. Thoughts? Um, Is it art? It's definitely, uh, you can see the, the fluids of the artist in their work. Um, uh, that seems like it's, public displays of sexual graphic sexual acts um that 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 should i think where's he from i don't know is this italy is this like oh no this is new york perfect that'll get you it's in new york that'll get you six months to three years in a in prison (laughs) uh state prison um yeah that's what i have to say about it that that was my that was my reaction is that if this wasn't art it would be uh (laughs) He'd be in prison. So continuing, um, we have uh, Marnie Kotak's uh, live birth performance where she gave birth in front of a crowd. Is it art? Miracle of Life did it better. (laughs) Freshman year bio class taught me that. Um, The birth is a beautiful thing. I don't know if it should be in public, but hey, I mean, Mary did it to our Lord and Savior, so. But is it art, Nick? You've been uh, I think, very quiet I think it's just there. natural. I think it's like the natural progression of life. I I think that's how babies are made. I'm not really sure. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure. Don't either. really talk to enough women, but yeah. <laughs> and also for the the image on this article has been removed because of the graphic nature of 
giving uh having a tub birth um, too much all right too much pubic care <laughs> moving on i don't know what that i didn't read that one here it is um abraham point of i'm sorry i'm butchering these Poinchevo. artists names he uh lived in a bear carcass for two weeks so it's basically this taxidermied bear with a hole cut in it and he's just sitting in there chilling so he didn't move for two weeks i think he sat in there for two weeks um that's not that's just a poor work ethic that's not what really is it art they, remember he's an artist no. artists don't do don't work for they shit. don't work so <laughs> that's, that's very know, true i wonder how um, much money he made from this uh no because i i've been sitting i'm gonna be honest i've been sitting in my house for uh a year now over <laughs> a year now actually uh since i was back at state college and i i didn't i didn't get paid that much um and no one called it art when i did it so no yeah so no this isn't art nick i don't think it's art i think it's just weird <laughs> well i think you guys are uncultured and um bill you just agreed with us so stop trying to play devil's advocate all right uh, i think this is the last is there any oh no we're not bringing okay. that one up this one let's talk right. i want to bring i'm bringing up this one we're gonna bring it up <laughs> it's too absurd this one this one i think we can have some debate uh rachel mason dressed up like a clown and performed um Rand paul's 13 hour filibuster what do you guys Sorry, think what if you watch this video she's she's just reciting what Rand paul rachel manson isn't that is that marilyn manson's like wife is mason oh mason i saw manson my bad um looks like it yeah based on the photo you would think it's she's just as a clown so like so looks like Mary i manson. think this is art performed oh. 13 i mean if we're gonna call actors and actresses and hollywood and art then yeah <laughs> i don't know if we're allowed to say that on youtube and spotify an Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Anchor, Anchor Breaker, Breaker, Radio, 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 Public, Radio Public, Bullhorn, Rocket, Pocket what Cast. Is Pocket Cast? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what do you guys think? She just performs the filibuster dressed as a clown. I, I think, think it if, has like a message to it. You if, know? if we if we consider like theater artistic, then yeah, by default that's considered artistic because it's street performing. Yeah, and it's the last true form of natural artistry, Deandra. <laughs> How many? We, we you're giving a lot of sunny references today. I and now well, I get now, them now you understand them, so now I now, can. yeah. And now Adrian Parsons' live circumcision. Um, he 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 circumcised himself in front of a crowd. Is it art? <laughs> I am currently holding my genitals because oh um. <laughs> No. With a dull Swiss army knife. How, how is With that how is that Swiss art? Yeah, like <laughs> you're putting your you're putting in your blood and your sweat and your tears into your work, well, but that doesn't mean it's art. If a hairdresser is an artist, then yeah, this is an artist. Excellent but, uh, point. If a surgeon is an artist, those those people that do like the Botox and make you look like uh the laughing man, then yeah. Then well, you're an artist. There you have it. Um uh so we see that. Uh, there's a lot of crazy stuff out there that people call art, but I think we're all forgetting um, that that stuff, all that performance stuff is a bunch of bullshit. Um, yeah. the, the best artist in the world, these are the best artworks in the world, and they're by our boy Spencer Shea. Of, um, I mean, look at these beautiful pieces. I mean, come on. Spencer the Shea. water bottle, water bottle robot. Uh, Look at look at all this the 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 yo-yo artistry. This is true artistry, and I don't know what happened to society. Why are we, you know, Not giving appreciating the, the butter public the butter sculpture that then the melted. butter sculpture? I mean, what is this? What are we doing here? I mean, remember this beautiful chandelier? No, I'm gonna be honest. I don't this remember beautiful. Most. That's the one that set gummy that bear fired chandelier that burned down their apartment. It was still beautiful. I mean, yeah. The the big giant teeth. Um, You're reminding me. I mean. You're taking me back. 
I mean, this is art right here. Um, oh, God. Here's my favorite one. Where is it? Where is it? It was the... So many pictures of Jerry Trainer. Look at this one. one. Look, it's the, the alien, the oh. space hamster, and the, the burrito. Claymation. Come on. We're going to think... He, he had a inside of Living inside a bear carcass is art. Give me a break. This is art. Stop motion animation. Spencer Shea. That's I rest my case. Excellent point, Phil. That was beautiful. I too have my own segment that I would like to now pitch. It is called Matt's Question of the Day, where I bring in a hot topic. This is kind of like a hot take, where I bring in a hot topic and I ask the question: What are your thoughts? Is is does it appeal to what it's saying it is? So for sure, this week, go for it. is Olive Garden a classy restaurant? <laughs> I saw I saw a meme. At this point, it's probably been like a month, and it was I took my I uh, a guy proposed to his wife at Olive Garden, and I sent that to my female friend. She responded, "If anyone ever does that, I'm going to say no." So I wanted to get. The opinion of my fellow men here and ask is olive garden a classy restaurant nick go ahead you go first it depends olive garden is a very versatile restaurant but it is That's not a, a it is not a restaurant i would consider it to be like five uh like pristine it's no it's no gorginos yeah i think it's more of like it's a good <laughs> how like, many are you gonna do <laughs> It's like a good first date restaurant, but not a restaurant you would propose at. Then again, I don't think you should propose at a restaurant at all. Like that's kind of like in public, like those are bad. Like just do it in private. Yeah. Well, well thought out. Phil, what are your thoughts? Is, is Olive Garden classy? Um, is it class A? Uh, give me a sec. Give me a sec. Touché. All right. Here, here's another question then, Nick. Is it real yeah, authentic? Keep, keep, keep is it real authentic Italian food? Uh no, <laughs> but the breadsticks are very good. Bottomless breadsticks, that that uh, like, that is like very true. Like to me, it's like one of those family. Like it's now turned into like one of those like family restaurants for like if you want to go with your kids or if you're just trying to like go on a date. Like those are like fine rest. Like it's a fine restaurant for that. But it's but not limited like, capacity. But if you're going Long for like COVID. real like good Italian food, I mean, you know, you want to spend the money and go to like a. Dante and Luigi's or like uh a... I have my answer. <laughs> yes, Phil. Okay. <laughs> it is not authentic Italian food. Okay, I think we all agree. What what about the is it classy? Is it classy? It does have that well, fried. I'm only calamari. saying this because I only stay in in uh my room <laughs> and I trust all my roommates, but I might get whacked for this. So uh if uh -oh. you don't hear from me, you know wow. what happened. Now someone's making the references. Now someone's <laughs> Olive Garden is a classy restaurant. I have Olive Garden. Classy, this is a classy. I have I, <laughs> I, I have a rest many of my case. Classy experiences at Olive Garden and Olive Garden those breadsticks. Come on. Come uh, so on. a good a good day to use. Uh, it is a classy uh, restaurant. <laughs> That was good. This is getting layered and layered. You know, we're moving further and further we're away. Getting very, yeah, we're we're really breaking the normal podcast with this one. Yeah, but it's not authentic. Here's the question of the day, Matt. What do you think about public proposals? Oh no, 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 Nick. Nick's thoughts is for you. So, Nick, what are your thoughts on public proposals? <laughs> They're shitty. That's for sure. It's a lot of pressure. To put on yourself if you're the one proposing and it's got to be awkward as shit if you're the one who's getting proposed to so just oh, don't do awkward them. proposals I, I wasn't sure i thought you were talking about like public like no, recreation like government proposals like oh you're talking about being proposed to romantically <laughs> i honestly didn't know what you're talking about oh oh you, you thought i was proposing like would you how do you feel about government construction <laughs> yeah, proposals, i was like what Matt? and then he said they're bad i'm like yeah well they are but <laughs> Matt, you just, you just it's been, a, the it's been a long week. It has been. Matt, How Matt's did we tired, get here, man. Matt? 
You're the one who brought up the Olive Garden proposal. That's what we're talking about. Yeah, no, that was just my question. Now it's Nick's thoughts. Uh, Nick, your thoughts on proposals. What? We're just circling again. Nope, podcast is over. This is what happens when you run out of material. Podcast is over. Should we do the intro again? Circle all the way back? No, I think think we're good. Um, I'm Nick. You can follow us on Apple Podcasts. We don't need to be that that full uh full through not everything has to be, have meaning to it it's not a christopher nolan film <laughs> yeah um <laughs> all right so anything else guys or are we kind of at the end here with everything no we have Just any hot a memento takes? of the beginning i don't think we have any hot takes nick you have a hot take nick always has a hot take yeah here's hot take olive garden authentic italian food all right well seeing as how none of us have any hot takes uh thank you everyone for watching thank you for taking the time to like subscribe share this video please do that please tell people uh these videos tell the ambies that we exist i don't think they realize that um yeah and uh please uh follow us on instagram at it's always funny podcast twitter at always underscore funny pod and tiktok at it's always funny podcast uh please uh thank you for taking the time we really do appreciate you listening or watching our videos uh our episodes yeah thank you from all of us here at it's always funny on our podcast i'm matt i'm phil and i'm nick and we thank you but before we go, I do have a last second message to the Ambies regarding our recent um, snub. 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 Yes. All right. Dear esteemed members of the 2021 Podcast Academy, I would like to take the next five minutes, or at least until the music plays me off, to humbly thank you for not nominating us for your pathetic awards. We live in a society where humor is a distant memory and people are too squeamish and fixated on doing what the rest of the dregs tell them to do. Nobody can be different. Every message has to appeal to middle America. It's not acceptable for something to be meant for a certain group of people. It has to be appreciated by everyone. And if people have differing opinions, they're ridiculed. It's too political. Furthermore, nothing is allowed to be subtle. Everything has to be so on the nose and follow the same sequence of expectations to be considered worthwhile. Artistry is left to the 80-year-old men in their checkbooks, and it's only nuanced if, it's reached, if it doesn't reach the praises of pop culture, but falls into obscurity only to be remembered by the elites who consider themselves historians or practicers of the art. We live in a world where everyone lacks patience. Everyone's attention span is so short. And if they are not constantly being spoon-fed entertainment, it's degrading and wastes time. We say it isn't good. People can't wait for things to build, to improve. There isn't allowed to be a story. And thus, with all these expectations, nothing is ever allowed to reach a climax. Maybe that's why birth rates are dropping in places like China and Russia. Moreover, the art of the joke is dead. Nobody is allowed to make a clever and well-thought joke. And if they do, society and the audience lacks the patience to wait for the punchline. You can't just wait to the end when the story is finished. Instead, everyone just turns away and you're left saying, thanks for listening. As a testament about our, to our failures as a people, every joke has to be something sexual or vulgar. It, it all's just gratuitous profanity. Drawn out stories have to revert in on themselves in some unsatisfactory way or pull a Shyamalan twist that you should never have seen coming. The true comedians of the world have no way to distribute their jokes, their stories, their gifts, for making people laugh. It gets lost in the ceaseless noise of YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Breaker, Radio Public, Pocket Casts, Overcast, Bullhorn, and so many more. 
how is it that there are so many platforms out there, yet so many are voiceless? We are consuming, but not digesting. Everything has to be so simple. Profound acts and messages go unnoticed. In the instance of your award ceremony, you're just awarding the same people who put money into your pockets. You aren't going out of your way to appreciate the real podcasters of the world who put time and effort into the craft. Instead, you turn to names like Conan O'Brien or Hillary Clinton for nomination. Moreover, I skimmed through an episode of Freedom. I probably listened to like five minutes of it in total. I couldn't even get through it. It was boring and frankly, not enjoyable. I would dare say it's downright bad. The nominations you selected are not representative of all that the art of podcasting has to offer. You're insulting my fellow podcasters with your baseless remarks. And I will not sit idly by my microphone and computer. I implore you to be better. You are the people in a position of authority to recognize and award those working diligently to make their voices heard. You shouldn't be simply celebrating and praising those who pander to you. That's paradoxical. It is expected of you to not act so classless. In summation, we will not be paying your $100 fee. Fuck you. Sincerely, the cast of It's Always Funny on our podcast.